1: Hello, welcome to a special edition of the Big Blue Big Board Podcast. I am Dan Pizzuta, joined here by Chris Flum. Chris, how you doing? Oh, you know, pretty good. Alright, good to hear. So what we are doing today is we are going to react and break down the Giants pick in the SB Nation NFL Writers Mock Draft. So this is now the 13th year that SB Nation has done this. They have all of the head writers for their team blogs make picks for a mock draft. And we're going to talk about who was picked by Ed Valentine, made the pick for the New York Giants. Uh, So that's just our topic here today. So before we get into who the Giants picked, we're going to just give you an update on who was picked. You'll be able to read these on SBNation.com. All of these picks will be up by the time this gets posted. So we'll go from pick number one. Not a lot of surprises here. Arizona selected Kyler Murray first overall. San Francisco took Edge Nick Bosa from Ohio State, number two. The Jets, at number three, took Josh Allen, Edge from Kentucky. Oakland, at number four, took Quinnen Williams, interior defensive line from Alabama. The big surprise, I guess, here is Tampa Bay, at five, took Ed Oliver, interior defensive line from Houston. So that left the Giants with some options at all the options at quarterback, a couple other options at edge rusher. But Ed went with Devin White, the linebacker from LSU. Uh, Chris, what are your initial thoughts about this pick?
2: Honestly, I if that came to pass, I would be surprised. We'll get into why, because based on who else is on the board. But also... I'm not sure if I would be happy or upset with this pick. White is, it, Devin White is almost two, two different prospects at the same time for me.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting pick, I think is the best way to put it. Uh, I think just from a, a positional value standpoint, and of course we know the general manager of the New York Giants does not really care about that. So
2: I, I believe you- it, he officially classified it as a croc. One of several procs we've found out.
1: Yeah. So w- when you're looking at that, uh, taking a uh, running back second overall last year, and then a linebacker,
2: sixth overall
1: again, yeah, off-ball linebacker, sixth overall this year. All right, not the greatest look, but. There's some things to like about Devin White. I think he's the clear consensus number one off-ball linebacker. He is super athletic. He graded second in Spark, the 93rd percentile. And again, that is a composite athleticism metric. So 93rd percentile among all NFL off-ball linebackers. So he has that going for him. It has been very good against the run. Um, I think his coverage can be hit or miss. That is probably what would concern me the most about this pick, is whether the coverage can hold up to to be worthy of taking a linebacker like that this high in this era of the NFL. Per Sports Info Solutions, he had 7.3 yards per target allowed in 2018 uh, his uh, pro football focus coverage grades are much better than that the 7.3 yards per target is is one of the worst among this linebacker class uh, so th- that's concerning but I think you gotta try to figure out which one kind of takes precedent there uh, and if you feel better about his uh, coverage uh, then it makes you feel probably a little better about this pick especially if you're going to stick him next to Alec Ogletree if both of them are Struggling in coverage it doesn't really matter how athletic they are running sideline to sideline if they're not going to cover well then that probably doesn't really help too much
2: yeah you know and this is where i say that white is almost like two different prospects to me as an athlete he is he's a fantastic athlete he has a le- legitimately elite athletic profile in my scouting report of him which is also going to be published or depending on when this goes up has been published today i say that white is almost like a defensive coordinator entered a cheat code before going into a a player you know he's maybe an inch or two shorter than ideal but he's got ideal weight he's got ridiculous speed he's got loose enough hips to cover uh, lsu used him covering slots a couple times and he can move well enough and he is just explosively powerful when he when he comes at a an offensive player directly the problem for me is that getting him on the field his mental game lags in some cases far behind his physical game he is very easily baited and manipulated by offenses he can be moved well away from the play by play action he bites hard and fast on play action he will chase counters to the other side of the field only having to try to sift back through the wash to get back to the running back he does have a tendency to lose track of the ball on like read options or in rpo situations so all of that gives me pause because those are things that are going to have to be coached up and if you're taking a off-ball linebacker this high he has to be Luke Keekly tier in terms of just impact on a defense and I don't know that Devin White even though he has the athletic profile to be that kind of player I don't know if he will ever have the mental game to be that kind of a player
1: Yeah, that's, I think, the biggest question on Whiten would be my hang-up of of taking... An off-ball linebacker, white specifically, this high is when when I was watching him, he kind of it, I felt like there were a lot of similarities to Alec Ogletree, but he's I think a little more instinctive, especially when he you know sits in zone. He's not going to you know sit in the zone until someone <laughs> passes by him and he realizes he has to cover. He's going to be better in that area. I think he still struggles in man coverage a little bit. I think he can be a little more instinctive making his first read. You know. For Football study hall. Uh, Bill Connolly of SB Nation had him with a 20.5 run stuff, so he is very good. You know, playing in front of him uh, against the run, he also had six pass breakups, uh, which you know is good. Three force fumbles, so I, I think there there are similarities to Alec Ogletree with the, a little better instincts. Now, is that enough to be a good player? Yep, yeah, that maybe. Um, if those instincts get possibly, you know, a little better, that could be fairly good player. But depending on, you know, just how how you view all of that coming together and putting that in the middle of the defense, if that's really going to to help and have the value of being a pick this high. I think one of the other things we talked about, if you just listened to our our last episode from Friday when we did the positional draft and we picked the positions, when we talked about the possibility of the Giants taking an off-ball linebacker, we did mention White could be an option as well as Devin Bush at possibly 17. And some of the rationale there was those two are so far ahead of all the other prospects in this class, because there is a big gap between them and the rest of the positional group that, that maybe that also bumps them up. Because while off-ball linebacker uh, might not be huge in you know positional value overall in a defense, in this draft class, it, you can maybe make the argument because these two are so much better than everyone else, but you're also then, if you go there, you're, you're leaving. It, edge, you're leaving, you know, the possibility of quarterback, which, you know, who knows if where the Giants actually fall on that right now. So I think there's still a lot of questions on White. I think also similar to Alec Ogletree, he uh, blitzes quite often. He can create pressure. It's not always effective pressure. I know Ogletree is something I've said a lot about him is he can easily be picked up by you know running backs and players smaller than him. I don't think White quite has that problem. So per Sports Info Solutions, he blitzed 22.7% of the time and had a pressure rate of 24.8% which is pretty good for that high of a blitz rate. So... That would be something that could be worked with, especially with James Betcher, who does like to blitz when he has the personnel to do so. I think putting him next to Ogletree, uh, I think a lot of their skill sets kind of overlap. So I don't know if that makes it easier to move on from Ogletree or if you just want those two players playing at the same time. So it it does bring up uh, a, a decent amount of questions of how the Giants would continue to build the roster from there.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, I think that they probably won't because Ogletree is – he's the defensive captain at this point, and he is their signal caller, and he plays every snap he is healthy for. Drafting Devin White would allow them to make him a June 1st cut. They just probably would not do that. So then you do have to figure out how do you get these two guys with very similar games – to coexist within the defense who you know which one are you taking off in nickel situations are you leaving both of them on and you know taking off a defensive lineman and then if you can't get the mental side of white's game to mature you have whose play speed does not match their physical speed and we saw last year how offenses can freeze that type of player even though white is more reactive than ogletree is that isn't always a he he doesn't always make the correct reaction that can be exploited and then moving on the defense has so many holes you know what are the giants going to do with edge rusher are are they going to be depending on these two linebackers for double a gap blitzes every snap so that It does bring up some domino questions.
1: Yeah, and this is part of the problem of being a strict best player available type of drafter, which Gettleman had said he is. I don't think a lot of people really are because need does go into so many of these evaluations. I would not be surprised if Devin White is ranked, you know, what is it sixth on their board and if the board falls this way and oliver goes before but i think as as much as I've read and have looked into things. It does seem that Devin White is almost a lock to go fifth to Tampa Bay. So uh, Tampa taking Ed Oliver over Devin White would be a surprise. And that was, I think, the biggest surprise of those top five picks that we saw. But I wouldn't be surprised if Devin White is this high on the Giants board and if they would be tempted to make this pick. I think the question is then how, yeah, how you continue to build a defense when that is the player you value. The most. So you have two athletic linebackers who still struggle in coverage. That's not great. You still don't have great corners. Now you're still weak on the edge. You can maybe hope someone is still there at 17. You're still hoping your your safeties work out. You still need to build depth along the interior defensive line. So, yeah, it does continue to just raise questions and how the defense gets built if that is. Who they have highest on their board, and this is the way the board falls.
2: Yeah, definitely. And just personally for me, I, in studying White, you know, I remarked before we started recording, I, I watched a full six games of his. Yeah, I watched starting with LSU's bowl game against Miami last year or in 2018. So, about a, a little over a year ago, I watched his game against Ole Miss, Louisiana Tech, Auburn, Alabama, and Georgia. I am not sure I would rank White high enough to go over some of the other prospects that are still on the board. His just the athletically, sure. And he does show really exciting flashes. But it's just the the mental aspect to me is it's concerning especially if it can't be developed.
1: Yeah, and I think these are all very valid questions. Let's, as we look at this, let's maybe look at who was passed up to make this pick. You have all the edge rushers. You have Brian Burns, Montez Sweat. Then you have... You know, the quarterbacks, you have Dwayne Haskins still on the board. You have the other quarterbacks that probably shouldn't be <laughs> in play until later. Is there someone uh, you would prefer at this option? I would say probably one of the edge rushers, I I would assume.
2: Uh, yeah, I, it would pretty much be a coin flip for me between Brian Burns and Montez Sweat. If the Giants felt that Dwayne Haskins has at least starter upside, if not franchise upside, he almost has to be the pick there for me. Just sorry, Dave, positional value is not a crock. You need a quarterback. And the Giants do not have a plan for quarterback after this year. They might not even have a plan for quarterback this year if Eli Manning turns into Brock Osweiler without Odell to throw to. But also the edge guys, yeah. edge is probably the most important position on the defense because they're the guys who directly affect the opposing quarterback. In addition to defending the run, the giants are pretty good against the run up the middle. BJ Goodson is a really good run defending linebacker. They've got Dalvin Tomlinson and BJ Hill who are stout defensive tackles, interior defensive linemen, but off the edge has been where they've really struggled defending the run and right now, their pass rush off the edge is almost non-existent. You know, they're hoping for development from Lorenzo Carter, and they're hoping that Marcus Golden can return to what was basically his the only year of real production he's had in his entire football career, which was two years ago with an ACL in between. You know, they need an edge rusher. They need multiple edge rushers.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, and, and I'd say that's probably the most likely place they go at six. Although we'll say if Quinn and Williams or possibly Ed Oliver, I, the more I have really looked into Ed Oliver and was just thinking about it, I, I think he's absolutely worth six overall, and he's probably someone Gettleman would like, better as well. So I think if one of those two were on the board, that's probably the pick, although I, I would think Edge is the next most likely and and probably Sweat over Burns, although I would probably personally have it the other way around. I like Brian Burns quite a bit. I still do like Montez Sweat, I just like Burns a little more. But I think as this draft falls, I think maybe since none of those guys have been taken, you wonder if one of them is going to be available at 17, or if you know just... One of the another edge rusher worthy of that 17th pick uh, is going to be there and we'll have to see as of this recording uh, we do not know what the rest of the NFL writers did in between pick 6 and 17 so uh, we're going to be back when that pick does happen that pick will then be again put on SB Nation it'll be on Big Blue View and we'll be back to break down whatever pick that is and um, we don't know I, I would assume we probably lean toward edge there because you almost have to at this point and and again that's part of drafting best player available here and that's that was part of ed's reasoning for this pick and what he said was i just feel like the position doesn't matter the giants need playmakers all over the defense and i thought white was the best one left so again i i could see the giants believing that and i think that starts to force your hand later in the draft, and and that could make it a little more difficult down the line. And I think that's just kind of how this pick starts putting the draft in that motion.
2: Yeah, and personally, I I would go for an edge rusher at 6 and look at Devin Bush at 17, who I actually really like. I think he does work well with Ogletree because he is a little bit undersized, he's good in coverage, he's a good blitzer, he's got that just frenetic style of play that I love seeing in a linebacker. Or I don't actually think that Ben Burkirvan out of Washington or Blake Cashman out of Minnesota are that far behind the two Devons. I don't think there is a huge gap there. Those guys are both very instinctive and tested out to be much more athletic than really a lot of people expected from them. So I would actually be fine with one of those guys on the second day of the draft. But the pick is made, the die is cast, we'll just have to see how things shake out. At least in doubt, things hypothetically shake out.
1: Yep, that is the case. Uh, so uh, that is how we feel about this pick. Uh, please check out the rest of the picks on SB Nation. Uh, the Giants picks are going to be on Big Blue View. All of this will be going on uh, throughout the week. Uh, make sure you check our work at, at Big Blue View. We will be back with our regularly scheduled uh, podcast during the week, and we'll have his normal shows. This is just a bonus show to break down and be the the audio portion of this special project that SB Nation does every year so thank you guys for listening you can find this podcast wherever you get your podcast please rate and review if you have not you follow work on bigblueview.com you can follow bigblueview on twitter at bigblueview you can follow bigblueview on instagram at big underscore blue underscore view you can follow me on twitter at dan pazuda you can follow chris on twitter at raptor MKII. thank you guys for listening and we will talk to you again soon